Welcome to the Pub Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Alford, and I'm coming to you from Studio B. Excited. We have a jam-packed weekly show for you. We are now bringing the third weekly show to you, and it's just as packed as ever. To start things off, we have head coach Dave McKenna talking to us about U-High and also the experience of the varsity boys football team going down to SI, what that entailed, what that was all about. We then shift into our player interviews. Our first player interview is Jay Keyes, one of the starting quarterbacks for the Bullpups, number 12. We'll then shift into our volleyball guest of honor, Miss Hannah Wood, who is doing great things on the volleyball team. They had a great tournament over at Sundome, and uh, we have the opportunity to just be educated about volleyball because my knowledge, our knowledge here at PSP, is not high level of volleyball, and Hannah really helped us out today. So enjoy all of those interviews, but don't quit after that. Stay tuned for the all-in segment with Scott Alford. He brings us categories revolving around candy today. So again, those all-in segments, you're all-in if you agree, you're all-out if you disagree. So enjoy the podcast. Stay tuned. We've got more content coming to you. And if you're looking for more content for this week, check out those interviews with Taylor Brooks that we recorded. They're great interviews. She's awesome. She's really knowledgeable, and she helped me bring down, break down the GSL. Let's get to Coach McKenna to kick things off today. Back from his travels to the Golden City, some might even call it God's country, Coach McKenna joining us. Coach, are you relieved to be playing at home this week? I'm excited. You know, I don't know if relieved is the right word, but I'm excited to be back home playing. Uh, it was an outstanding uh, experience for our kids, whether they're the lost. I don't know if I've talked God's country, but I'll tell you that. Holy smokes, the traffic is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> On a personal note, did you make it to In-N-Out Burger while you were in California? Yes, we did. And oh, my Lord, let me tell you. Uh, they do an amazing job. Getting kids in and out of that place, I'll tell you that. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> it was awesome, though. Yeah, hard workers there for sure. Uh, yeah, yep. no, you know, I know it was a special trip in spite of the loss to St. Ignatius last week. How does a trip like that benefit your program and players, though? Well, I also it benefits just in the idea that community building and the experience that uh, they can fall back on, hopefully, when uh, they do other things in life. But uh, it just was a great community building thing. Um, we got to go visit University of California, Berkeley, and, and see their their awesome old policy that they play in and their their uh, facility for athletics. Uh, we got to talk to Evan Weaver. Um, yeah, that was a great experience for our kids as well. And so just that little play on that Friday was very, very um, impactful, I hope, but it built a community. Yeah. Speaking of that community, what kind of fellowship did you share in with SI? Well, um, we uh, we practiced on uh, Friday morning, so I, uh, we got to see some of their uh, some of their coaches and their administration on Friday, um, and then we went kind of did our own thing uh, Friday evening and early Saturday morning, and then uh, June varsity played at eleven thirty. We played at the varsity played at three, and then we broke bread together. We had a great dinner. Uh, they had some pasta, chicken, some Caesar salad, uh, and so both teams and and. Uh, the personnel from all teams we all ate together. That was, was a really good experience. Not in, not easy, I'll be honest. It's, it's tough to go have a dinner with someone you just lost to uh, in a hard-fought battle. 
was a pretty physical game. Um, but after the first 10 minutes, everybody settled down, and it was a great thing. Yeah, sounds like it. So what did you learn about your team on the field last week? Um, that we're young. You know, we made some really, really young mistakes uh, early in the game. We fell behind 20-0. Um, but also learned that they're pretty resilient. Uh, they came battle back to where it's 22-30. We had a chance and and uh, a tough penalty, and, and they ended up getting a first down. They ended up scoring again. But we are right there. I was proud of the kids the way they battled back. You know, they faced some serious adversity, and uh, they learned to respond a little bit. We still got to, you know, we got to get better. We got to get more physical. Um, but we learned that uh, we can compete. So looking forward to this week's matchup against you, High. How will you look to respond? Uh, we just kind of got to do our uh, do what we do. Uh, we got to execute better on offense, and we definitely have to tackle better on defense. Uh, we didn't tackle great. Um, you know, UI is big and physical, and uh, we got to answer that uh, call when they when they come out. And uh, we'll, we'll do that. I know our kids will. Um, but we just have to do a better job on both sides of the ball. Um, and in special teams, we got to cover kickoffs better. Um, and uh, that's one emphasis we're emphasizing this week as well. Uh, so that's what our what our plan is: is to we take care of what we can do. I can't control you high, but uh, we're going to do our best to control what we do and tackling and executing better offenses is going to be one thing we're going to do. Are both quarterbacks expected to play again this week? Yep, I would I would suspect that. Yeah, um, you know we're 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 in conversation about that now. And that's where we're at, but um, I would expect both. Okay, how tough is it as a coach to not look beyond your in week opponent? Oh, for me, it's, you know, people ask, well, you got next week. I, I really have to look because I, I really am. And I started this probably five years ago, dialed into the team we play this week because it's about what we do. Um, you know, our opponents are going to change week to week, but what, what we do as a team, um, hopefully improve every day, shouldn't be changed. That should be our mindset of improvement, improvement um, in, in one form of the game or another. And so we've been focused on that, refocused on that this week. And so uh, I think our kids are dialed in. Uh, do we play and it's it's about this one game at this moment and uh, we've been preaching that and I think our kids playing the it, it truly is it's very very important you guys are a very good football team their quarterback moves around well they got some big 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 dudes up front um and uh so we got our hands you know we really do the GSL is gonna be tough from top to bottom and so it's it's uh you gotta show up every week or you're gonna it's gonna be a long night absolutely coach we're looking forward to Friday night uh go out and get the Titans and thanks so much for your time today Hey, my pleasure. You know what? I love this. Uh, this is great having conversations with you. Appreciate everything you do, Nate. Hey, thank you so much, Coach. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you Friday night. Go Bull Pups. Yeah, go Pups. Now let me bring in senior quarterback Jake Keyes. The young man is Jake Keyes, number 12, and one of the starting quarterbacks for the Bull Pups. Thrilled to have you on. Thanks for coming on the show, Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. What, uh, what would you say you miss about grade school? Ooh, great school, man. Well, oh, that's a good question. I, I miss uh, the recess days. Recess days were fun. Uh, just being with all my buddies, playing basketball, football, whatever we played that day. Um, definitely the sports, too. Man, I played uh, both football and basketball. I could tell. They ran cross country, too, for a little bit. Um, those were all super fun, also. Especially uh, football, playing out on preps fields. Uh, for all those years that was that was a great time yeah i guess just miss all of that yeah what was the one game at recess you guys were not allowed to play 
Ooh, not allowed to play. I mean, I guess, good question. Probably some kids uh, were more physical than others wanted to play like, I don't know, like tackle football. And that, uh, that's really, uh, say, well, sit well with the teachers uh <laughs> so we we kind of played two and touch uh did more of that and then uh basketball too which was uh, less less physical than tackle football yeah. for sure yeah now on the football field at prep have you ever heard coach cassano utter the phrase punch him right in the gizzard oh yeah <laughs> yeah i hear that a lot <laughs> for sure now is there a phrase that coach graham or coach mckenna have that you can recall Uh, well, then in practice, uh, coach McKenna usually talks about adversity, uh, talks about that a lot. Uh, it's a great message. Uh, and coach Graham, he, well, for the quarterbacks at least, uh, talks about pitching off leverage. And I guess those, those are two things that, uh, both coaches say a lot, talk about, talk a lot about. Now, when I was there at prep, coach McKenna loved the phrase, holy smokes, I think we heard that at least once a practice for sure. Uh, and then as far as Coach Graham, uh, we used to have him more so, uh, I would say, more vocal in the weight room So because we'd do weights after uh, practice. And he'd be always the guy yelling, explode, to us as we're <laughs> doing cleans. <laughs> and so those are my two memories as far as phrases for those two coaches. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah. yeah i still hear coach graham talk about you know exploding <laughs> in the weight room who uh who would you say you have the best relationship with on the team oh man um well uh trevor reardon before he got well still I, I have a great relationship with him he's he's a great leader and someone i can talk to and i think both of us uh feel that way that we can really talk to each other and he's a great leader also. Now Trevor injured his leg. He broke his leg right in camp. That's right. Yeah. Unfortunately our first, I think I believe it was our first day in full pads. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. Now, do you have a nickname on the field? Oh, me? I don't, I don't know if I do really. Just Jake usually. Come on, Jake um, the snake. They, no one's coined that one for you. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, I mean, it could could start now. Who knows? Yeah. How how do you and Ryan McKenna make each other better on the football field? Uh, well, I think we both push push each other uh, in practice uh, during the games just to uh, so both of us really uh, just perform to the best of our abilities uh, whenever either one of us are in, and uh, I know, and I bet Ryan will say the same thing that uh we really want the best for the team and uh whoever whoever that is at that particular time i just uh, doing their job uh at whoever's in really so we just push each other to be the best we can be that's great one and one so far in the season uh what have you learned about the team in the first two games of the season well i think both games have taught us something uh different uh the first game definitely showed our potential for the season. Uh, and uh, whereas the second game shows that we definitely can uh, still improve. So I think those are two valuable lessons we can learn going into uh, GSL play now. Yeah. Speaking of adversity, you guys bounced back in that second half against SI. Pretty impressive. That was nice. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was 
you know, we didn't pull it out, but it was a it was a great comeback. Now, uh, I've nicknamed this man Jay Ortega the Sauce. Uh, what can you tell me about him, <laughs> and, and what's it like to have him in the backfield? Uh, Jane is great. He's a great player. Uh, he's physical, intense. Uh, I was, you know, everyone trusts him with the ball, and we can always count on him to uh, get a solid game for us whenever we need to. It's it's great having him back there. Yeah. Who brings the laughs and the jokes to practice? Ooh, laughs and jokes. It's a, it's a good question. You know, I, I'd probably say uh, Jaden does too. Jaden or Caden. Uh, either one of the two, really. Okay, Caden Kerr, right? Caden Kerr, yes, correct. Yeah, that's awesome. What about uh, what about energy? Who brings that energy to practice? Energy, I would say Caden uh, Kerr as well. Uh, you know, uh, I, I try to also get the team uh, hyped up, uh, energy during practice when maybe uh, you know we all don't you know don't have motivation. Um, but I think Caden is definitely a good leader in that in that sense. That's great. Oh, so good that you speak so highly of your teammates. How much film are you required to watch at home on Huddle? Required? Uh, I don't. It's not necessarily a requirement, but everyone on the team uh, does just because we all want to be the best we can be. So the coaches never told us we have to watch a certain amount, but it's just understood by everyone that we should be, and everyone is, which. Which is which is great. Yeah. Do they know if you're watching film or not? That's a good question. I don't know that. I've uh, I've heard uh, guys uh, guys playing defense. I've heard that coaches can see if you've uh, if you've watched film. So I imagine I imagine the offensive coaches can see that too. But they've they've never talked about that. Yeah. I couldn't imagine walking into that lie going, "Did you watch film? Yeah, I did. Well, really, I don't, <laughs> I don't see any time." Oh here. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about, uh, what do you know about UHI's defense? Uh, I know that it's, uh, it, it, they, they, uh, can throw a lot of stuff at us, different, uh, defenses. Uh, some schools that we play year after year, uh, consistently do the same thing. Whereas UHI, they're more of a wild card. And so we've been, we've been practicing against, uh, multiple different looks that we might get. Um, but I, I think we'll be prepared for whatever they throw at us. That's great. Now, for me, I'll make this bold prediction for you. It's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when you win on Friday night. Uh, where is the victory meal? That uh, that always tends to be at Zips on Division. Uh, after the quarter lane game, that place was packed. Um, almost impossible to hear anything, order food, but uh, it's a fun time being with everyone, especially after a win. What's your go-to Zips meal? Go-to Zips meal? I would say... Well, I always like uh, just normally a burger, fries, and then usually strawberry shake. That's my that's my favorite. Love it, man. Hey, I'll be rooting for you on Friday night. Go get the Titans and uh, come home with the victory. Yeah, will do. Thanks a lot. Hey, take care, man. Coming up on Friday night, we have the University Titans challenging the Bullpups at Bullpup Stadium at 7 o'clock. This game, I wouldn't say that. I'm really excited about. Obviously, I'm really excited to see Prep play. But after seeing you high last week, less than impressed about this program and this team. Uh, I To bring in some support to break down you high before this game happens, Scott Alford joining me. Scott, this you high team, I don't know if you've seen anything on them, but I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I don't think this game's going to even be close. 
Well, I haven't seen with my eyes. I haven't seen you high play uh, yet this year. I've I've looked at the box score kind of um, and seen their performance that way. Their their output, and I know from coaching against them for over a decade. Uh, you know, you high. Generally speaking, there's a couple things that seem to go year after year with you high. They're usually big on the defensive line. They usually have a pretty decent size uh, one technique or a nose tackle, if you will, a zero. Um, they usually have decent ends. And then on offense, they like to run the football. And uh, Usually they were an outside running team with a passing game. They kind of complemented that. Um, all that being said, prep should uh, be able to play everybody in this game. I would think. Yeah, no, the nose tackle that they did have, at least that I saw against Post Falls, big number 77. This kid looked as if that he was 6'5 and over 300 pounds. Looked like he got hurt in that game, and I don't know the future health of this individual, but it looks like he injured his knee. Could be bad, could not be that bad, but that's a big blow to them because I think he did provide that good size up front, both on the offense and defense side of the ball. Um, But in addition to that, They've got a quarterback that can sling the ball around a little bit. So, I mean, he'll be able to push them deep. Uh, but I saw Post Falls torch you high over the middle of the field. I mean, it was uh, seam routes and slants and post galore for Post Falls that they had like 40, 60, and 60-yard 60 touchdowns easily against the university uh, def- uh, defense. One thing I did see, though, is they do have one kid – uh, number three, plays some slot receiver. He also plays safety. That has some speed. Looks like he could be decent, uh, but one kid's not enough to make this that close of a game in my mind. I mean, if you're not if you're getting blown up by post falls, and they're not even a 4A team, good luck against prep. That's already played quarter lane really well. Had a good test last week on the road. So, I mean, I, I look at it this way though. I'm curious for you. What's the expectation and what's the hope for the two-quarterback system in this game against UHI? Well, because of UHI's team this year, I think Prep probably won't struggle with it. But I think down the road, um, there may be an issue. You know, if you look at programs that have tried to run a two-quarterback system, high school, college, even the pros have tried it. Because on paper, it's very tempting. Yeah, I've got a guy that's strong-armed, let's say, another guy who can run. Um, and so I've got this two-pronged attack, and it's really hard to defend, and I think we can keep him off guard, et cetera. Um, and, but what you find is that you don't, generally speaking, it's hard to get a good rhythm going offensively. Um, leadership is an issue. That's not to say that both kids can't be leaders, but an offense the other 10 guys, they like to – it's kind of a weird thing about football. They, they kind of like to be behind the field general. And when that face switches, it's a different dynamic. So I think Prep is probably going to look at these early games uh, this week against U-High. They play Shadel next week. Uh, they, should, they should be able to take care of business these next two weeks. And my guess is going into the teeth of the schedule – if not fully commit, they'll probably begin leaning on one quarterback more than another. 
Yeah, no, I'll be curious too. And, and against a weaker opponent, I know that the senior Jay Keys has gotten the start, I believe, in both the first two games. I'm curious and still playing both quarterbacks if you take the opportunity and let the sophomore Ryan McKenna have the actual quote-unquote start this week just to see how he takes that and how he responds and how he plays. Well, I respect Coach McKenna for acknowledging and honoring his senior. Um, you know, I, I haven't watched both kids play enough. I've only seen them play one game. But uh, he may be less talented in certain areas as a quarterback, but uh, Coach McKenna is is uh, acknowledging and respecting his senior le- leadership. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think that the team likes that. But <laughs> all that being said, the most important thing for the team is to be competitive and to be successful. And if that means that a younger guy plays because it gives you the best chance to compete, then sometimes you have to make that hard decision. And let's address the elephant in the room. The fact that the other quarterback is Coach McKenna's son, um, that gets sticky because, you know, you have that whole bias thing. Is it biased? Is it not biased? And I think what, what Coach McKenna has shown is he's trying to be as objective as possible. Let the kids work individually speak for itself. And however the cards fall, that's who we're going to end up eventually going with. All that being said, who knows? They may go two quarterbacks the whole season. It's hard to say. Yeah, let's hope not. But uh, if you had to make a prediction on the game on Friday night, what do you think final outcome, final score? Against you high? Yeah. I could easily see Prep putting up uh... – well, how, what did Post Falls do against him? I think put up over 40 points. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say over 41 probably for prep. Mm-hmm. They have a very good ground game and they have a, a nice timely passing attack that matches it. Yeah. Their defense is fast. They do run to the ball very well. Yeah. Preps. So, I don't know. I'm not very good at scores. Um I'd say prep by at least 26 points. Yeah. I'll go, I think I'll go 42-10 in my final score. I don't think it's going to even be close. I think UHI still gets some points here and there on the board. But I think thankfully for UHI, Prep runs the ball so the clock will be running. Yes. So <laughs> I, I definitely do think there'll be some turnovers and, you know, not nearly as many as that were in the quarter lane game, but they'll, they'll get some on defense. Well, that could, be, that could be something that gives Prep problems is if they end up turning the ball over because their kids aren't focused because you high struggling, that does happen. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden you find yourself in a ball game. Yeah. So, Well, real fast for you, uh, curious your thoughts. Mead, Mead plays LC tonight. Who do you think gets that one? Thursday night. Hmm. I'm going to say LC. Okay. That would uh, be, I think, an upset. Yes, that would be an upset. So Meade coming off that loss against Coeur d'Alene last week. LC coming off, uh, I believe, I don't know. I think they got a win against Davis last week, so they're 1-1. One and one, So both teams are 1-1. One and one. Uh, and then let's look at Friday night's primetime game. In my mind, I don't know why it's not an SWX. Big mistake on their part. Not that I don't love that Prep is playing you high and that's being televised, but... The game that should be televised on SWX is the CV Ferris game. That's the game of the season at this point. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins that game? Both 2-0. CV. Yeah, CV's got some good size. 
I probably give the edge to CV, but I think it's closer than the experts think. That game's at Albi. Yes, it is the late one. Well, that that no, ne- no, no, it's the early one. Sorry, it's the it's the early game at five thirty. That neutralizes CV's size a little bit because um, when you go to and if, if the game was at CV, I'd say CV hands down because they grow their grass. They're about eight inches tall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but it's going to be on the turf at Albi. Or the concrete, whatever that is. So, but I, I still like, I still like LC and in an upset in that game. So LC and then you got CV on on Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I probably agree with you on both fronts, but I like what you're out's doing there at Ferris. Uh, I respect him, even though I'm not a big fan of the school. So, uh, anyway, uh, we'll keep you posted about bullpups on Friday, how they're doing. And then uh, we'll keep you posted also, too, in and around the GSL, what's happening as we enter league play now. Pretty exciting times. But as always, go Pups. Next up is senior standout on the volleyball team, Hannah Wood. Hannah Wood, number nine on the floor. Uh, Now I see next to a uh, roster an M and an OH for the girls' volleyball team. What do those stand for? Uh, those stand for a middle hitter and an outside hitter, so I could play either of the two positions. Okay, well, that's awesome. I'm gaining knowledge right off the bat, right at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm so thrilled to have you. It's so nice to have a volleyball player. We're trying to uh, broaden the scope of every sport, not just football-centric, and you're really helping me out with that today, so I'm so happy to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, what's your lunch routine? Do you have a special table or spot that you eat at with your friends? Um, well, most days I go and sit upstairs because the seniors get to sit up there this year. And then on two days of the week, I'm actually a part of a Magis group. And so we will um, go with that certain group of people and just discuss different spiritual exercises and things like that. That's fun. Do you ever get out there in the quad and start a bump circle at break or lunch? Uh, I don't, but I do like to watch them happen. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. So how many boys out there do you think think they can play volleyball but really they can't to put it kindly um probably a lot a lot of guys think that they um can play volleyball really easily and that it's an easy sport and then they start to play and they're like oh maybe not (laughs) (laughs) when Mm -hmm. when would you say that you knew volleyball was your sport um well actually i started playing in eighth grade as just a way to stay in shape for and then whenever I played it, I was like, oh, I don't really like basketball anymore. I kind of want to stick with volleyball now. So around okay. that time. <laughs> That's great. And how uh, how soon in your high school career did you start on varsity? Uh, freshman year. Wow. So really early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so being that that was that early in your career, your high school career, did you have any mentors while you were uh, kind of coming up into your senior year? Yes, I definitely did. I always looked up to the upperclassmen. They were always really supportive and encouraging of me and went out of their way to make me feel like I was a really important part of the team. So I still remember all those seniors whenever I was just an underclassman. Yeah. Do you have any at the top of your head? Um, yes. Uh, KK's sister, um, Shar Horn, I really looked up to her a lot. She was great. That's great. Uh, what, what do you bring to the floor that's different than any other player on your team? Um, I think I am a very competitive, but at the same time, I'm pretty 
uh, encouraging of my team. So I just, I really like to celebrate um, after every point, even if it was something not really memorable. So I feel like I <laughs> celebrate well. <laughs> now, what is that celebration when you guys have an ace? Um, we have this fun little jump thing. We all go in the center and we jump and clap and just yell at each other, good job and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always intrigued when I go to volleyball games by seeing each individual team's uh, sp specific cheer that they have uh -huh. it's pretty fun yeah what is uh what's coach uh coach benson like you know have any stories about coach yeah she's great um i have played for both her and her husband and they're both great people they're both very intense and they um they like to have good hard practices but we also have some laughs in between so <laughs> is getting a serve over the net uh, i should say consistently is that more mental or is that more skill I would say both. Um, you could have all the skill set, but if you mentally think you're not going to make it, you probably won't. So I think it's kind of a 50-50 right there. Yeah. How was your serve? Um, I'd say I consistently get it over, but there is a, a dish, or like an occasional time whenever I hit it a little too hard and it flies out or something. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the toughest position on the floor? Oh, I know they're all so different. I feel like setters really have a really hard position because they have to touch every second ball. So even if it's a really bad pass, they have to find a way to get it to the hitters. Now, my limited knowledge of volleyball, I'm always fascinated by the individual that wears the different color jersey, the libero. Can you mm -hmm. talk about what yeah. that position does and what the meaning of that position is? Yes, yeah, so the libero is generally the best passer on the team, and so they can only play back row, and they sub in for the middle hitter, which is what I am, and they're usually the big tall ones who can't pass. <laughs> so they will come in for them back row and play. Okay. Now the other question I have that you bring up, substitutions. How does that work? I've never really been able to figure that out. Yeah, so... Um, Let's say there was a shorter girl who was just playing back row and she just rotated to the front. Then they would have a different girl run to the sideline and then you like put your hands to each other. They look at your numbers and then you just switch and then you just kind of carry on in the rotation how you left off. Okay. Now, if that person wanted to come back into the game, do they have to sub mm -hmm. in for the same position that they got subbed out for? Yes, it has to be the same um, number of the girl. It doesn't have to be the same position because oh, okay. they rotate. Okay, mm -hmm. but they just have to come in for the same person that subbed them out. Yes. Okay, this is awesome. I'm learning a ton. <laughs> uh, are the net calls in games the most frustrating call? Yes, they they really are. Yeah. <laughs> what is the true rule of that? Because I feel like I've seen girls hit the net before and a net isn't mm -hmm. called but then at times where I feel like it's just tapped and then it's called. So is it really any touching of the net that's that's net? Yeah, um, it's really the down ref, the one who stands on the ground. It's kind of their judgment call. If they see your hand kind of touch the net, then they'll call it. But sometimes they just miss really obvious hits, and that's why it's kind of frustrating because you can feel like, oh, they're only looking at our side of the net to see if you hit it or anything like that. Okay, I see. I'm understanding. This is great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did the uh, how the Sun Dome tournament go for the varsity team? Uh, I think it went really well. Um, it was kind of our first full day of playing games together, and 
Um, although we lost only one game, they were a pretty good team, and we had a long break, so we were just trying to get back out of it. But then we came back in the end and uh, beat Coeur d'Alene pretty good. So I would say it was overall a success. Yeah, and what was your guys' final place in that? Uh, we got fifth place out of 32 teams. That's pretty good. I'll take it. It's a win in my book. <laughs> yes. Now, you guys seem pretty young, just three seniors on the team. Has that created any challenges early in the season? Yeah. Um, I was worried, actually, at first that having a young team, we wouldn't be very good. But our chemistry on this team is unlike anything I've ever been a part of. And I feel like after just a week or so, all of us are so close and we all have to share similar goals that it hasn't really been an issue at all. Yeah. So who's your next game against? Uh, we are playing U-High tonight. Sweet. Is that at prep or is that at U-High? It's at U-High. Okay. Road game. All right. That will be great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for you now in your senior year, uh, do you have any hopes or are you look, being looked at to play anywhere for volleyball in college? Yes, I am committed to the Masters University. It's in Southern California. Okay, great. Good for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I know that California, obviously, it's, you know, pretty popular as far as volleyball goes because they have an opportunity to play beach, too. Have you ever played beach? Yes, yes, I love beach volleyball. Yeah, that's uh, quite the workout. I think a lot, a lot harder than people think once you get out there. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, just like the boys, go get the Titans tonight, get the victory, and uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see that score come through. Hopefully a victory for you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Let's get to it. It's our all-in segment. Now, just as a reminder, again, as we're into our third weekly show, all in if you agree, all out if you disagree. Scott's got the categories, and we'll go back and forth, Then you play right along at home. So, Scott, thanks for joining us. And, Pleasure uh, to be here. Yeah. Pleasure what, to be here, Nate. What do we got for today? Well, because the weather turned like a light switch, and the stores are already putting out Halloween items, kind of got me thinking about candy. Okay, so all in candy theme. Everybody likes candy. Yeah. So, and we, we, may, we may do another one of these down the road as we get closer to Halloween, but um, I thought of, these are just candies that I thought of. Some are from my childhood. I think they still make them. <laughs> we'll see. More and more like the old guy on the porch. Yeah, we have to go pretty far back, but hopefully, yeah, they still do make them. So, okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. So the first one. Sarsaparilla. Nate. <laughs> Yeah, at the drugstore. Okay, <laughs> Nate, are you all in or all out on good and plenty? Golly, you're good and plenty. I don't even know what that is. Those are the little pieces of licorice with the hard candy on the outside. And they're like in a multi, they're like in a purple box with white. They're like this big. Are they Maybe candy hearts? quarter of an inch. No. I'm, I'm so sorry. you don't even know what good and plenty's are. <laughs> well, do you like, if you don't like licorice, you probably wouldn't like them. And it's like black licorice inside. Oh, no. So definitely all <laughs> out on all and plenty. Yeah, uh, I'm all out too. I don't know why they even made those. I think they still make them. But I hate them so much, I've never bought them, even when you guys were kids. Yeah, no, black licorice in general, that is the worst. Yeah, that's like a punishment. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so we're both all out on that one. So, Nate, are you all in or all out on Mike and Ike's? Mike and Ike's. Just the multi-fruit-flavored Mike and Ike's, not the... Not the specialty. Single flavor, yeah. Okay, all in or all out Mike and Ike's. You know, I probably have to say all out, and here's why. Boo. (laughs) Much more of a sour fan, and Mike and Ike's give the appearance that it's going to be a sour treat, and it's more just like a... A soft Jolly Rancher, and I don't know. I I don't need that. In my they're life. really like a jelly bean. Yeah. Um, they do make sour Mike and Ike's, I think, but okay. that wasn't the all in category. Yes, exactly. So I'm staying true. So to you're the all out. All out. No thanks on the Mike. Well, I'm and absolutely Ikes. all in. Love Mike and Ike's. That you know, is... you know who also is all in on the Mike and Ike's? Uh, your couch that also <laughs> collects all of the Mike and Ike's you drop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Also, Grano's in Florida loves the Mike and Ike's too. Buy the box full. Yeah. Yeah, Mike and Ike's are cool. Just the name, Mike and Ike. Yeah, that's a good one. And then like they, have the, they have the cousin, the Jolly Joe. Those okay. are the grape ones. No one's heard of the Jolly Joes. <laughs> yeah. Hard to find. <laughs> when you see those, you got to buy them. Sometimes the dollar store has those. Yeah. They're pretty good. Okay. Okay. All in or all out, Nate? Lemonheads. Lemonheads, I'm all in on the first five seconds of a Lemonhead. That past that point, no. It's usually something that I start to just want to spit out more than I want to finish. Because it's the first five seconds have a good sour flavor, and then it becomes this sweet lemon flavor. No, I'm, I'm all out. More Most hard candy, I'm probably going to be all out on. Hmm. I'm all in. Yeah. I like lemon heads. You love lemon, though. Yeah. Like, I, I like lemon drops, too. Mm-hmm. But I like lemon heads. I think they're good. It's like, uh, I know what you're talking about. Like, when you kind of crack the outer shell with your teeth and you can kind of get that first initial squirt of lemonade, yeah. kind of. Yeah, and then that past that point. That surprises yeah. me. I thought you like sour candy. I do, but I, like I said, it becomes a lot sweeter than it is sour when you're yeah. really having those. I think your sour candy is you like the sugar sour things. Yes. Yeah. I like okay. to taste it. Like the the tongue to be raw after having Picky. the sour candy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all in or all out? Almond Joy. Oh, those are the worst. If if you could imagine, if or probably if you could equate it, I always look at it this way. The bag, mixed bag of candy that you get for Halloween and which have your Snickers, your Kit Kat, your Reese's, and then your Almond Joys. It's like they have to be a part of it. It's like it's the fruit salad, the honeydew. No one likes the honeydew of the fruit salad, but you have to include it. So the same thing with the Almond Joys. They have to include it for some reason, but it is definitely the one candy that is the last in the Halloween bowl for sure. (laughs) So I'm all out on Almond Joys. Don't like them. Yeah, I'm all out too. That's the one candy bar I would get on Halloween when I used to go trick-or-treating and I'd throw it away. (laughs) I wouldn't even eat it. And And I couldn't give them away. You always come across that one person, though, that just feels like they have to be contrarian to go, no, I love the Almond Joy, though. Well, your sister-in-law loves Almond Joys. Danielle likes the Almond... What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, Almond Joys are hideous. No, no thanks. Big hard pass all out couldn't be more it's a mounds bar and they throw an almond in there to try to get you to buy it it's the fact too coconut in there i I don't need coconut no big 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 all out on that yeah okay and then our last all in nate payday 
all in. I like peanut butter. I like the name. And just, yeah, I, I think Payday is a good classic candy bar. I think is almost as classic as you can get. Kind of one of the original five, I'd probably put that. But yeah, all in on the Payday. I like the peanut butter. Yeah, I'm all in on Paydays. I think that it's, Paydays are really, it's a good balance of the salt sweet thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like peanuts. You better like peanuts if you like Paydays. Um, what's funny though is I don't like the chocolate covered paydays. I don't even know if they still make those. They did for a while anyway. But the regular original payday, absolutely. In fact, they sell in a little canister. They sell these little bite-sized paydays that are pretty pretty cool. You know, the bite size for those with portion control, they can actually have those. Well, that's what gives you portion control, <laughs> unless you eat thirty of them. It's like the guy who goes, oh, yeah, look, fat-free cookies. I'll eat 30. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so, no, I like paydays. Yeah. So, okay, so we agreed on that one. That's yeah. good. And we agreed, actually, we agreed on all of them except for Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's and Lemonheads. You were all in oh, yeah, Lemonheads, right. too. No, thanks. So, yeah, yeah for some reason, I, I'm getting the distinct impression that all of those uh, candy choices, I could pick out. All the ones you liked and didn't like. So you threw in the Almond Joy. I knew you weren't going to like that one, I think. But all the rest seem to be Scott Alford candies that I find in the cupboard actually here. Well, that's because Scott Alford is the one who writes the all-in segment. So um, Bankers can't be choosers, I guess. It is kind of funny, though, now that you say that, because my kids generally like, not that you guys are big candy eaters anymore, but... Um, my kids generally ate the candy that I bought. And the only thing that you guys kind of got into that I didn't buy was the sour candies. Yeah. You and Grant. Yeah, you were never a sour candy guy. So you and Grant, your brother just loved the sour candies. Grant was a big Sour Patch Kid fan. And then a few days later, oh, man, Dad, I got a bad canker sore. Oh, man. That was, <laughs> that's because you'd sit down with one of those huge like Costco bags and just eat them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll bet you do have a canker sore. <laughs> so anyway, that was good. So, that was good all in segment. Like the candy, bummed that the weather is changing and that we're entering lows of low 40s and high 30s. You know what's weird about that is it seems like summer was so long ago already. Yes, I feel like it's been two weeks of fall already. Less than 100 days till Christmas and less than one day till the Bullpups take on the mighty University Titans. Get out there, seven o'clock game at prep. Enjoy it. It's another SWX game, so uh could be a, lo a longer one with the commercial breaks in there. But uh, get out there, support the Bullpups. And, uh, Got to we'll support the team. <laughs> and we'll be coming to you with a uh, post-game reflection show as well. So stay tuned. Go Puffs. A big thank you to all the guests that joined us today, the player interviews, the coaching interviews, and as always, Scott Alfred for bringing us those wonderful all-in questions. But until next time, Bullpup fans, go Pups.